G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, Parliament is back sitting this week. The marriage plebiscite likely to dominate, and in fact it's the case that it seems to be the news headlines are changing any uh, any time, every few minutes, as things begin to develop this week, a significant week, no doubt, ahead of us. The Australian Christian lobby is right at the centre of things that are going on when it comes to the whole uh, same-sex marriage push, uh, the debate that's going on over the definition of marriage, and the plebiscite, uh, which is very contentious this week. Lyle Shelton joining us. Hello, Lyle. Welcome back to 2020. Are you with us, yes, Lyle? Yes, I am, Neil. Yes, good to be back with you again. Uh, Lyle, it is a big week, Parliament back sitting, the marriage plebiscite really front and centre, likely to dominate in a whole lot of areas. Yes, it is, Neil. Um, I know you and I have spoken about this many times before, but uh, we really are at the pointy end of this whole debate about changing the definition of marriage. Cabinet is uh, considering a submission uh, today about uh, how the plebiscite or people's vote might be conducted. Uh, you've got Labor and the crossbenchers trying to force gay marriage uh, through the parliament. Uh, the politics of this is unbelievable. Um, it's quite extraordinary that this is dominating so much of our political discourse. It's a very low order issue and of course it's one that has massive consequences for all of our society uh, if it does change. Now, Lyle, you've been a part of discussions about the funding of the yes and no cases for the debate. Uh, at this point, the church is being made to look very greedy because the church is saying that it is a good thing for both sides to be funded. How does that whole funding issue look like unfolding through the day to day? Well, uh, that'll be a decision that'll be made by the cabinet, as the prime minister has said. But uh, it is very important that there is uh, public funding for the campaigns for both the yes side and the no side. Uh, we saw in Ireland when they had a referendum uh, that there was um, uh, millions and millions of dollars of overseas money uh, coming into the Irish uh, campaign supporting uh, changing the definition of marriage. And uh, we know that there are global uh, billionaires like George Soros and um, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and, and others who, who pour huge money into so-called progressive causes. Uh, we, we see George Soros pouring big money into the um, pro-abortion campaign in Poland. Uh, we've seen George Soros pouring money into Get Up here in Australia, which is a, a group that wants to change the definition of marriage. So we don't want the Australian vote to be tainted. Uh, therefore, the playing field needs to be as level as possible. And the way we've done that for many, many years in Australia is to allow uh, public funding at general elections and at referendums. We had public funding for the Republican referendum, which Malcolm Turnbull, of course, was involved in back in 1999. So there should be no reason why we wouldn't do that uh, in this election so that the Australian people have the opportunity to hear both sides of the argument. Well, the latest breaking news, and I'm not sure whether you're up on this yet, Lyle, you might be, but Kevin Andrews has this morning publicly contradicted the Prime Minister 
uh, claiming that he did promise funding for both sides. Now, as I understand it, you were actually in uh, that meeting where the Prime Minister made that promise. He reneged on that over the weekend. Or how do you see uh, that sort of issue? I mean, I, I think I know what you're likely to say, but how do you, uh, how do you approach that issue of, of uh, who made the promises for what funding and, and how necessary that is? Well, well, Neil, um, I'm on the public record as uh, saying that I was involved in a in a meeting uh, which the Prime Minister was at with with church leaders, and uh, the very clear understanding uh, from that meeting was that there would be public funding uh, for both sides. Um, the Prime Minister is saying uh, as of yesterday that uh, that's something which the Cabinet is considering and uh, I'm very pleased uh, to hear that, that that's the case and I look forward to the, the Cabinet's uh, deliberations and, and their decision uh, today. But I, I do think it is crucial for the reasons I've outlined uh, that there is public funding. It's not a case of being greedy uh, by the churches. Uh, it's a case of uh, ensuring that the Australian people have the opportunity to hear uh, hear our side of the debate, which has been largely missing. Uh, we do know there's powerful global forces that are willing to pour uh, millions and millions into the Australian campaign as they did in Ireland, and uh, we need to make sure that the playing field is as level as possible. Well, it's an interesting tactic from the yes side uh, to say we don't want... Uh, this whole debate to be publicly funded because there must be some assurance there that this funding, as you say, will be coming in from overseas uh, funding sources uh, that will ensure that that side gets up. But it seems to be that the yes side wants to do everything it can to close down the no side uh, because, as we've often reflected on this program, Lyle Shelton, uh, it's almost as though the no side hasn't even had its say because the mainstream media has been very quick to close down anything on the no side of the debate. That, that's exactly right. There's um, the, the mainstream media are very much in favour of changing the definition of marriage. They continually assume there is no other side of the debate. And uh, we've heard all this rhetoric that uh, we can't have public funding. We can't even allow our side of the debate to be heard because that's just a homophobic, a bigoted point of view. And that's just going to hurt people. And we mustn't allow that discussion in the public square. Um, that's been a terrible um, uh, way for this debate to be conducted. It, it's a tactic that's been used to try and silence us uh, from having a respectful debate about the consequences of changing the definition of marriage. And, and this is one of the reasons we've, we've had to fight so hard, uh, simply just to, to allow our side to be heard. And, and um, that's why uh, the normal public funding that goes with a, a, an election or a referendum campaign uh, should be allowed to, to occur. Uh, it would be abnormal uh, in modern Australian politics for this not to happen. And uh, it is the other side that is pushing for there to be no funding because they, they simply don't want our side to be able to have the opportunity to put a case to the Australian people. Some more breaking news uh, getting your thoughts, Lyle Shelton. You may or may not be aware. I've just had a note come through from Vision National News. Uh, Federal Labor has introduced to Parliament legislation that aims to legalise same-sex marriage in an attempt to gazumpt the government's planned national vote on the issue. So that uh, that uh, bill, and I imagine that's Bill Shorten's bill. Yes, uh, because... I've just had a text message right now as we've been on the phone from one of my staff saying that Bill Shorten is uh, introducing his bill as we speak uh, in the House of Representatives. Now, um, I think it's important to note this bill is unlikely to get up, but Bill Shorten, knowing that the numbers are tight, is looking to put pressure on Malcolm Turnbull and to use this issue 
issue of same-sex marriage as a wedge issue. And uh, he is desperate to try and stop the plebiscite. Uh, we know that Labor has polling that shows if a plebiscite uh, people's vote was held, that uh, our side might win. And this is one of the reasons they don't want uh, the plebiscite to go ahead, because they think they know better than the Australian people, and they don't want the Australian people to have the debate, to have the discussion, and then to cast a vote. And I think that speaks volumes of um, the sort of tolerance and uh, the, the totalitarian aspect of, of this agenda that they simply just don't trust ordinary people. Now, there's a one-upmanship that's happening too between Labor and the Greens because Adam Bant from the Greens has also had a bill ready to introduce, uh, but it looks like Bill Shorten's beaten him to uh, that opportunity. Uh, so yeah. this is one-upmanship. Uh, who'll get the credit if uh, same-sex marriage is, in fact, at some point uh, legitimised? Uh, what are your thoughts on that one-upmanship? It's extraordinary, Neil. I mean, here we are. This is the, the second week of the parliament after the election. And, and these are the big issues that, that um, are consuming those on the left side of, of politics. Uh, both Labor, the Greens and uh, the crossbenchers have joined uh, with the Greens, Cathy McGowan and uh, Andrew Wilkie, uh, to, to try and get same-sex marriage. As if this is the biggest issue facing the nation, I think it goes to uh, completely warped priorities. I think it's uh, ridiculous that um, the alternative Prime Minister thinks this is the biggest pressing issue facing the nation. We have to remember that Bill Shorten, apart from pushing for same-sex marriage, wants to uh, fund the so-called Safe Schools Program, which teaches our children that their gender is fluid, that their sexuality is on a spectrum like the weather. Um, This is a, a huge worry. It all is wrapped up in the rainbow flag, in the rainbow political banner, and anyone who thinks that same-sex marriage doesn't have consequences for their children, uh, for the way our society looks, um, is very, very naive. And um, this is not a time for neutrality. We all need to get involved and engaged in this debate because this is about reshaping Australia. It's about reshaping uh, gender. It's about reshaping freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And uh, we can't afford to sit back as all this goes on around us. There's another issue coming about the funding of a yes and no case, and we're talking about $10 million each side. Erica Betts, Senator Erica Betts, uh, is saying that uh, it's a party room decision as to uh, whether funding would actually go to both sides. And uh, and he's insisting that, it, uh, that the Prime Minister... Uh, actually uh, uh, give way to uh, the views of the party room rather than going against the party. Is that a concern that has been something that you've been hearing? Yes. Look, I've seen those reports uh, in in the media today. Um, I think the party room made it very clear last year when they decided to have a plebiscite. Remember, they had a marathon six-hour party room meeting about this just before Tony Abbott lost the Prime Ministership. And and the clear um, understanding of the party room was if you're having a plebiscite, there would be public funding for the yes and the no cases. As I say, that's the normal process uh, when we have sort of referenda or... or, uh, public votes uh, in this country. Um, it's seen as a way to level the playing field. So I think um, we will see strong advocacy in the coalition party room. It goes to cabinet tonight. The party room will get their say uh, tomorrow. And I think you'll find uh, some very strong voices like Senator Abetz, uh, Kevin Andrews and, and many, many others uh, saying, hang on, let's make this as normal as possible. Let's let's not try and uh, you know rig the system um, and do things out of the ordinary uh, to try and make it harder for those who are wishing to see the definition of marriage preserved. So I'm very thankful for these good people who do stand up uh, in the coalition party room. But this is a hotly contested issue, as you can see. 
And it's a significant issue we'll be following closely uh, today and through the week. Uh, No doubt Vision National News will have uh, reports on things as they are unfolding in the Parliament today and through the week. Uh, Just before I let you go, uh, let's quickly get your assessment, Lyle Shelton. Uh, One year of Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull. Uh, Did you have any thoughts about uh, the 12-month period in which uh, the Prime Minister has been in the top job? Uh, Any sort of uh, overall assessment of that 12-month period? Yeah, look, I I think um, it's always um, challenging when someone has come to the Prime Ministership in the way that uh, Prime Minister Turnbull did through a party room coup. Now, uh, his colleagues, um, they rejected Tony Abbott, they elected him, so I guess we have to accept that. Uh, he's since uh, won, an election, won an election by the skin of his teeth. Um, so uh, uh, the first thing I'd say is that, you know, that's the context in which he's come to the Prime Ministership. I think some of the commentary around Mr Turnbull's first year is a little bit harsh. I think um, it, it takes time for uh, a leader at a national level to establish themselves and to establish achievements. And I think uh, it's very much a, a foundation period. Um, any any leader's going to have some missteps. Uh, he's, he's floated some policy ideas like increasing the GST, like state-based income tax, uh, things like this, which haven't gone so well. I think we've got to give Mr Turnbull more time. Um, he, he has a very difficult political environment, a de- difficult parliamentary environment with a hostile Senate and, uh, and uh, the, the slimmest of margins in the House of Representatives. Uh, I think it's too early to, to judge his prime ministership. I think he's made a solid start uh, and he's got a foundation from which to build. And uh, I think uh, the next 12 months will be more important than, um, than these past 12 months. So I wouldn't be uh, as keen to uh, write him off as some uh, commentators uh, have. Well, Lyle, always good getting your insights and I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website. Simply Google Australian Christian Lobby and there'll be resources there which you can arm yourself with uh, to understand the issues so that you can uh, hold your own when those conversations come about issues to do with marriage and Christian positions on a whole lot of issues right across the spectrum of those uh, issues that are facing the nation and shaping our culture here in Australia. Lyle Shelton, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having us. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.